Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. That there is going to tell me how much I have to around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Delighted to be with you today. This segment that we're going to kind of delve into now is really about this revolving door of of just filth and corruption, where you have segments of the of the government um, infiltrating certain sectors of our life, i.e. big tech. To, to basically control what everybody is allowed to say, allowed to hear, and allowed to access. And it's so un-American. It's so antithetical to how we feel about our very basic constitutionally protected freedoms. And this indiscriminate and, and robust trampling of, of those very specific freedoms, which is beyond, right? It's totally beyond. We're going to get there, but I, I want to do this to you, okay? I want you to understand that $25 billion, it now sounds like funny money to them. Just add it to the tab. Just add it to the list. And just, it's another check. Has real impacts on all of us. And the lie that Joe Biden said multiple, multiple times if you make less than $400,000, your taxes won't go up a penny. Bullcrap. Not only was that a lie, inflation is absolutely crippling all of us, and that is all connected to this ridiculous spending. There's a site called The American Conservative, and it very succinctly, I think, summarizes what's going on right now with Ukraine vis-a-vis -vis this budget debacle, where, where we have members of Congress, right, who act surprised. It's like when people are surprised that it's Christmas. We know it's Christmas. It's the same day every year. The budget deadline is the same day every year. You know what it is. It's on the calendar. Maybe it ought not be after you guys go on a month-long summer vacation. Maybe that's something we can negotiate. That seems to make sense. But the whole plan is to kick the can down the road to delay to stonewall, to run out the clock so that you can then go to the media as the Democrats and say Republicans want to play games. We can't stop the government. Oh, no, the government needs to function and they're playing games with the government. Everything's going to fall apart. It's their fault. If the government shut down, how much would your life really be impacted? I mean, honestly. I say do it. I'd love to see it shut down. Shut the hell down. Because I still have a job. 
You still have jobs, by and large. You'll do okay. We'll make it work. And we'll prove that the government is too big, it is too expensive, it is inefficient, and it is just, by and large, corrupt. Here's the article. Headline. It's called The Peacemaker Hit List. This is scary as nuts. Until the Biden administration answers Senator J.D. Vance's questions, specifically about this last segment I just shared with you, about Ukraine having a hit list to go after people who ask questions about where our money is going. Until the Biden administration answers J.D. Vance's questions about that and mine, Republicans should absolutely prevent sending a single dollar to Ukraine. Here's the story. Ukraine is obviously getting desperate. The long-touted and long-delayed counteroffensive has made meager gains and has failed to break through Russia's reinforced defensive line at large scale. Meanwhile, Ukraine is increasingly reliant on the West, a.k.a. us, not only to keep the war effort going, but to keep the entire government afloat. I don't know about you guys, but do you want to pay for Zelensky and all of his minions' pensions? Because that's what you're funding. Not yours. Theirs. As more American policymakers consider further aid to Ukraine, the Ukrainian government is outright threatening American citizens who dare suggest the United States shouldn't be involved in a proxy war with Russia. While Congress is squabbling over whether to include more funding for Ukraine in a continuing resolution to fund the American government, hell no! Just... My two cents. A non-governmental organization connected to the Ukrainian government is adding American citizens to a public hit list. The list, which is officially named something I can't pronounce, it translates to peacemaker in English. And it's managed by the Specific Center, a non-governmental organization based in Kiev with known ties to the Ukrainian government. Its founder, for example, is the Ukrainian politician and political activist George Tuka. The website explicitly states the list is meant to provide, quote, information for volunteers of the Peacemaker Center and employees of law enforcement agencies and intelligence services of Ukraine and other countries. And that's basically code for uh, this is going to help us identify people who are speaking against our money laundering operation and going after them militarily, personally, tracking them down, hunting them down, and in some capacity, eliminating them. Who's on that list? Elon Musk. Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard, Jack Posobiec, Victor Orban. That's who we're talking about. The pages of this Peacemaker Center are littered with calls for violent retribution. Password of the day. Not only against Russia or Russians, but against anybody perceived to be against the Ukrainian war effort. You heard me just talk about Jack Posobiec. He's the human events senior editor. He's the latest American citizen to be added to this peacemakers list. Again, think about the language used. Peacemaker. It's not peaceful to go hunt down people. Is that peaceful to you? Does that sound good to you? No, but we're going to create a name that hides and covers what our real initiative is. And it is to take down any kind of offense on the other side, period. In its, in its database, Posobiec is identified as an anti-Ukrainian propagandist. 
and a provocateur that is a participant and initiator of information special operations in favor of the Kremlin. (laughs) Do you guys see what's going on? If you have common sense and you say, you know, I'm not really down with this. I think everything that they've been telling us has been bogus. I think that what happened, the invasion ought not to have happened, but why it happened isn't the reason why Ukraine has been telling us it happened. It's not the reason why our propagandized American media says it happened. Putin said himself. He wanted to carve out Nazis. He was interested in what was going on in biolabs that, oh, that's right, were American. What were you doing there? No, 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 that's not what we were doing. Of course it is. So here's this peacemaker list. It's a hit list. J.D. Vance talking with Jesse Waters last night on the heels of Jesse connecting all the dots about $25 billion. We're going to send it to the World Bank. The World Bank's going to send it to Bill and Hillary Clinton because they're so good with money. Ask Haiti. Okay? Ask Haiti. J.D. Vance is going to come on. And Jesse Waters is going to ask him, you know what? This transgender Ukrainian fake Ukrainian military person who says we're going to go after what the hell is going on? This is the answer. Go. My first reaction when I saw this video was that SNL had somehow gotten funny again. I, I was sure that it was a big it was a big comedy skit and I was not in on the joke. And, and then I, I shockingly learned that this is actually a real person who really does purport to represent the Ukrainian military, which, of course, is almost uh, entirely funded at this point by the American taxpayer. Now, now here's the really crazy thing, Jesse, is the original video that I was responding to. This person, this Ukrainian spokesperson, says that anybody who engages in Russian propaganda is going to be hunted down, literally threatening violence against anybody who engages in, quote, Russian propaganda. But as you know, Jesse, multiple American journalists have been accused of engaging in Russian propaganda. Multiple members of the United States Senate have been accused. So are are we really funding a military that is threatening the free speech rights of people who disagree with the Ukrainian war effort? That is preposterous, and it gives lie to the idea that this is all about freedom and democracy. If we're all about freedom and democracy, why are our paid guns threatening the free speech rights of all Americans? Hmm. Isn't that so interesting? So it's about propaganda, fighting uh, propaganda and disinformation, right? And we're going to put this billionaire heiress, Pritzker, we're going to put her in charge of all of this money that's going to be laundered through the World Bank, through the Clinton Foundation, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to put her in charge of it. That makes perfect sense. Meanwhile, Joe Biden slash Barack Obama's administration has just tapped ex-Intel officials who signed the infamous Hunter Biden laptop letter to form a new expert misinformation committee through the Department of Homeland Security. Wait. Okay. Wait, who are you talking about? Who could possibly be? Oh, I don't know. Former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper. Former CIA Director John Brennan. You know, two of the 51 hacks who signed that letter said, you know what, this laptop, I know what it is. It's Russian disinformation. And they knew they were lying. And these are the guys that the Department of Homeland Security under Joe ostensibly Biden's tutelage is hiring to manage disinformation. I mean, what? You cannot make it up. It is a revolving door of suck. 
And I'm going to read this to you because you'll just be like, of course, this is what's going on. Of course. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's not like this revolving door between the government and big tech is anything surprising. I mean, if you're wondering why social media censorship only runs in one ideological direction, I mean, just consider the revolving door between the Democratic deep state and and big tech. And this is exactly why, of course, several former intelligence officials who signed that letter suggesting that Hunter Biden's laptop was not real have now been tapped by the Biden administration. This is payback. This is, hey, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Here you go. Come on over, James Clapper. Come on over, John Brennan. You did such a great job for us. We need you to be a part of this new DHS task force, this whole disinformation thing that we're doing. What? Well, you're joking, right? So this group is going to meet four times a year to advise... To advise the Department of Homeland Security on countering threats to national security. I'm going to go with the first one, and I don't even need a team. I'm going to say, it's the open border. You know, other than that, I'm not that worried about your hurt feelings. Taylor Lorenz at the Washington Post and the $5.7 million the Biden administration has granted some psychological group to, to give them therapy. Oh, no. People said bad stuff about me. Um, I hear it every day. Either I'm well more emotionally connected than most people, or the lion's share of people on the left just basically suck. You tell me. So this group is going to meet four times a year. They're going to advise the Department of Homeland Security. These people who are liars, who are rat fink liars, bought and paid for, they're going to be, ta- they're going to be paid something. To quote unquote advise Alejandro Mayorkas in the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> well, you mo- just add it to the list. What else are we going to add to the list? Well, we've got $48 million a year that we give to the FBI's confidential human sources. Uh, we've got $5.7 million for therapy for wackos on the left who get their feelings hurt because they're journalists and people are mean to them. Tucker Carlson's mean to me. Right. You've got whatever these cats are making. You know, it's six figures. You know, they're probably making one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand bucks right at a minimum. Do you you think they're going to get paid from the Clinton Global Initiative Ukraine fund? I don't know. That's a really fine point. That'd be a great way to launder money. Add that twenty five billion onto our list today because we've got many things that you're paying for that we're illuminating. This is how they the how they explain that the importance of this of this group creating this so-called disinformation um, busting group. Okay, so absolutely, so absolutely stupid. The security of the American people depends on our capacity to collect, generate and disseminate actionable intelligence to our federal, state, local, territorial, tribal, campus, and private sector partners. That's a mouthful. I mean, they didn't do it on January 6th, right? I mean, right? Nancy burned all of this stuff, I'm sure. Somehow it's all evaporated. All of the video, all of the sources, all this stuff that happened on January 6th. You guys didn't protect us then. You didn't disseminate any of this information to the appropriate sources then. Why now? 
Secretary of Security or Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro N. Mayorkas, said in a statement Tuesday regarding the group's formation. I expect my deep, I express my deep gratitude to these distinguished individuals. They're liars, Alex. Distinguished individuals for dedicating their exceptional expertise, experience and vision. (laughs) Vision to our critical mission. Biden himself used the letter of the 51 former federal law enforcement officials, FBI, CIA, whose conclusion is false, of course, to characterize reports on the laptop's contents as a bunch of garbage. You cannot make it up, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, as you well know, Michael Morell, former CIA director told House Judiciary Committee that it was Anthony Blinken who was working on Biden's campaign at the time, who's, of course, now Secretary of State because we fail upwards in this revolving door of suck to encourage all these other people to sign this letter. Mm. You know, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the threat to democracy. That right there is extreme that right there is completely antithetical to everything we believe in and they wrap themselves in the flag they put the little stupid pin on the lapel saying oh never forget we're for you as they open up the checkbook of our coffers there you go and they send more money to people who don't deserve it who are allegedly doing things that ought not be done under the guise of climate change there you go Okay, my work is done. Uh, I will be here all week. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if anybody in our government could just summarize everything that's going on that succinctly? Because that's exactly what this is. Charging you to do something that doesn't need to be done under the guise of an emergency, which doesn't exist, so that they can get rich and lie about it. Bing, 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 bing. Sound accurate to you? Does to me. You know, so much for Union Joe. He's going to lose the union vote, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Because he's a little too cozy with General Motors' Mary Barra. What does that mean? Oh, boy. Buckle up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, my friends, to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We are delighted, as always, to be with you. Joe Biden is walking a very interesting line here. And I think if we're being honest, and we always are, I don't really think any of us really believes he's going to run again. I think the only way for this to end in any semblance of saving face for the Democrat Party is for him to slither away in some capacity. And did you see there was an article that was quoting him as saying he fears that he's going to die Joe Biden said this. He fears he's going to die before his son's legal issues are fully remedied. They're they're greasing it for us, right? There are many ways he can slither away. They can come out and say, oh, you know what? He's just not well. It's just not a good idea. We're, we're going to take Joe Biden out. We're going we're to put him out to pasture. Welcome to President Kamala Harris, which all of us would be like, right? Would it be worse? Would it be better? I don't know. But we know he's slithering away. Before he does, however, he risks alienating 
specific core groups of people who the Democrats have used and abused for years. And I'm not just talking black voters. Because the black population has been catered to, has been pandered to, has been sold a false story without payoffs for generations. And you can only continue doing the same things again and again and again and then be surprised that your situation never changes for so long. At some point, there is an awakening. And we are seeing an awakening, particularly among black men, right? Black men who have not gone to college, who work, who support their families, and who struggle alongside the rest of us, particularly in times like now. Bidenomics, what a joke. Another group Joe Biden really risks alienating is the young voter, right? Young voters, let's just say, let's just lump the college students in, young college and college grads. It's a good, it's a good sized chunk. There's a very specific reason that Donald Trump traveled to Iowa and was there at a fraternity house tailgating before the Iowa-Iowa State game, I believe it was, to connect with younger voters who are told in college during the indoctrination process that voting Democrat and being an activist, being a social justice warrior, is your most important calling. It's not about finding a man or a woman in your life, falling in love and starting a family. Because we're going to overpopulate the world. In fact, just scratch that off your list. It's overrated. Just sleep around, have sex with as many people as you want. And if you get pregnant, oh, well, get an abortion. I mean, literally, this is the anti-family message of the left. So if you're raised with an intact family or if you're raised in a dysfunctional family, perhaps, and you want to do better, you have the message of the Democrat Party telling you why. Why even try? Just carry our water, be a clone trooper. Go out there, be malignant, go be an activist, go pick it, go be whatever you need to be, but just do it on our behalf. That is your calling. And we're going to try to, we're going to try to pander to you. We're going to try to erase some student loan debt. That's the only way we can, we can possibly come eye to eye with you. I dare say that young people having several in my life as my sons, they're not stupid. They see it. Young people are not dumb. And they have dreams that they see before they even have the chance to materialize slipping through their fingers. They're never going to own a home. They're never going to have their own stuff. And and how on earth are you going to afford having a child when you can barely afford to pay rent? And it's on purpose, right? But a big one right now Joe Biden is, is in huge danger of losing the union vote. This guy's supposed to be Union Joe, right? Lunch bucket Joe. Mr. Scranton, I came, I, I pulled myself up from the bootstraps, right? I'm not like Donald Trump. My dad didn't give me millions of dollars. I worked for it. No, you didn't. You're a hack and everybody knows it, but that's his image. So this whole Union Joe idea, when you dig a little bit deeper into how long he's been courting 
these auto manufacturers to switch to all electric vehicles. Does anybody out there think that eliminating fossil fuels is one tenable, two reasonable, right? No, of course not. It's totally idiotic. And again, it's going to go back to the whole climate change thing. So stupid. Any kind of critical thinking tells you it's so stupid. But there's never been a stupid issue they haven't wanted to glom onto. So I found this article in the Washington Free Beacon, and this is why I'm, I'm going down this avenue with you right now. Union Joe Biden teamed up with GM chief Mary Barra to push a transition to electric vehicles. And it could come back to haunt him. <laughs> I think it is coming back to haunt him. Painful EV transition pushed by the White House is central to the auto worker complaints. Let's see the story. President Joe Biden praised General Motors Chief Executive Mary Barra at a 2022 event saying, quote, we owe you big for pushing the auto industry towards all electric production over the next decade. We owe you big. This isn't because Joe Biden cares about the earth, because they know full well that that raping the earth for the rare minerals to make the batteries, that, that making these stupid solar panels that don't have definable savings involved if you put them on your house, that are not recyclable, these monster windmills that they're drilling into the ocean, right? Whose propellers, whose arms are the size of football fields that are killing marine life, right? Anybody with a rational mind knows it's all garbage. We owe you big means this is another one of our money laundering operations. The president's kind words for Barra and their decision to team up to back a transition to electric vehicles could come back to haunt both of them amid this historic United Auto Workers strike. The 150,000-member union has singled out Barra as an example of corporate greed at the big three automakers, a group that also includes Ford and Stellantis. UAW, which launched the strike at four auto plants last week, took a shot at Barra over her industry-leading $29 million annual salary. Now, let me ask you. If you were making $29 million and you knew that you were grossly underpaying and overworking the men and women on the lines who make your product, would you be able to count that money and sleep comfortably at night? Because I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. $29 million annual salary. UAW President Sean Fain declared war on the big three last month, citing the $200 million, $200 million that Barra has raked in over the past decade. The union wants a hefty increase to salaries and benefits for its members, along with assurances that jobs will be protected during this transition to EV production. That dramatic shift will likely come at a steep cost in terms of auto industry jobs. And the transition to electric vehicles is at the center of the auto workers' complaints. No, duh, right? According to one estimate, 
The transition to EV production will come at the cost of 117,000 auto jobs. The workers who are making engines and transmissions today, their jobs are going to be eliminated when we make that transition to electric vehicles. UAW Research Director Jennifer Kelly said earlier this year. And Jim Farley, the CEO of Ford, said last year he expects electric vehicles will require 40% less labor to produce than traditional automobiles. Automation, great, fantastic. No, no. At the expense of what? Well, vehicles that are efficient, that go distances that they need to, that are cost effective, that are reliable, and certainly at the human cost of losing more than 100,000 jobs. The workers who are making these engines today, their jobs will be eliminated, she said. Transition has already hit home. For some auto workers, Stellantis, which owns Chrysler, has already laid off 1,200 employees at its Jeep plant in Illinois, citing the electrification of the automobile market. Ford cut 3,000 white-collar jobs last year to slash costs to ease the transition to electric vehicles. What have these people been promised? You have executives who are being promised a lot of money. How is this any different than the Clinton Global Initiative? How is this any different than any of these money laundering operations? We're going to squeeze the little guy. We're going to overtax you or eliminate your job altogether under the guise of something improvement wise, right? Again, with climate change, the overarching umbrella under which all of this nonsense falls. And if you speak up about it, You're a climate change denier. The climate changes every day. The climate has changed every single day since the beginning of time. But because global warming didn't stick and the focus group said so, they had to change to something else. Everything is about the global climate change BS. Biden says Barra's push for the EVs could come back to haunt them, though. Biden and Barra's push, I should say. Biden, who embraces his union Joe moniker, has made Barra the poster child for his electric vehicle ambitions. He's praised her during at least 17 White House events and fundraisers, according to White House transcripts reviewed by the Washington Free Beacon. You electrified the entire automobile industry. You led it, and it matters, he said. At fundraisers in Albuquerque and Salt Lake City last month, Biden recalled that after a meeting with Barra in 2021, she decided to commit General Motors to an all-electric fleet by 2035. What do you want to bet that if that doesn't change fast, they're going to go the way of Disney? They're going to go the way of Bud Light. They're going to go the way of brands that don't pay attention to their base, their bread and butter, their rank and file. The people who either do the work to make the products or who buy them And if you piss off enough of those people, nobody is going to buy a General Motors car. Don't you feel all warm and fuzzy? If you're shopping for one right now, how do you feel? $200 million she's made. Look, I'm all about profit, right? Let's all do that. But do you think she's paying her fair share? You're tuned into the Wendy Bell Radio program more moments away. All right, so I think we can agree that, that Joe Biden is alienating a lot of young people who realize that for the first time in their family's lineage, 
they might be the one generation that can't realize that American dream. Nobody's buying houses right now. Why? Because they're unaffordable. Why are they unaffordable? Well, Bidenomics. You've got the unions now saying, wait a minute, I thought the Democrat Party were on our side. No, they're not. You know it now. Duh. Isn't it amazing when you see the truth that it's conservatives who are actually pro-you, pro-fairness, pro-quality of life. Look, it's great that CEOs make a lot of money. Do you need to make $200 million while the bottom of the barrel scrapes by? No. African-American voters waking up in droves. Hey, if Donald Trump can be indicted, arrested, fingerprinted, and mugshotted, you're in the hood now. Welcome. You're a victim of the man, too. That happened. But now Democrats have a real decision on their hands. Do you hate Donald Trump enough to pay for the failures of a party that sucks? Headline, redstate.com. California gas prices have surged more than 50 times in 57 days. What? I feel for California. I'm from California. I love California. You couldn't pay me to go anywhere near California. And I've got a kid in college there. And I can tell you, it's pricey as balls. The pain at the pump keeps getting worse and worse in California. Gas prices soaring to an average price, $6 per gallon in Los Angeles County. Gas prices have been rising consistently for 57 days now. With yesterday being the 52nd time they have gone up. In this case, as goes California, does not go with the the nation. This is just California, okay? Here we go. This is why. The average price of a gallon self-serve regular gas in Los Angeles County. 4.8 cents up yesterday, $5.91 a gallon. A day after increasing another 13.6 cents. Can you imagine that? The average price has risen 52 times, 57 days, increasing 94.3 cents. This is according to figures from the AAA and Oil Price Information Service. In its, if it, uh, it is rather, I should say, excuse me, it is 39.2 cents more than a week ago, 62.5 cents more than one month ago, 48.6 cents more than a year ago. Come on. Now, California has officially surpassed Washington state for having the most expensive gas in the nation. Average cost, as I said, nearly $6. Now, California residents, they're not asking, but they're begging for it to stop. When you go and you fill up and it's 125 bucks, what do you do? So you got to ask yourself, what's going on? Who, who do we have to thank for this? Well... Anyone with common sense has to agree that while the gas prices have been slightly higher than in the rest of the country, it has been a marginal difference. But the only reason why that's the case is due to a California law passed in the early 90s. Oh, goody. I hope it makes me feel good. Hope it makes me feel. Who are we helping? That forced changes over the next several years. Making oil refineries in the state produce different types of fuel and change the way that they can refine said fuel blends to make less of an environmental impact. Oh, it's all about climate change. Wow, this is such a big thing. These changes forced two different blends of gasoline to be refined and sold for different seasons. The refining process became more expensive 
And that cost got carried over to the consumer. You get what you vote for or you get who you allow to cheat. In addition to these laws, over the same time frame and continuing to today, laws and regulations have been passed and put in place to further raise the cost of each gallon of gasoline. When you need money, 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 when you just got to keep getting more, more, more money, you got to have more and more taxes. And that is what's happened to the gas tax and the gases, the gas price in California. California beats the national average cost of gas at $3.88, a difference of $1.88 a gallon. I don't know about you guys, but I'll drive around for a while and it's stupid to save two cents a gallon. Totally dumb. Yet it's mental. You think to yourself, I can beat this. I can, I can save a few bucks. And it's not even a few, but I'll save 60 cents or whatever. Overregulation. Democrats completely controlling their General Assembly. The same Democrats who want abortion on demand. The same Democrats who decried California as a sanctuary state, not just for illegals from anywhere on planet Earth, but for anybody in the world who wants to come and chop off their body parts and sew other parts on under the guise of transgenderism. This is the same California General Assembly that believes parents who don't sign up to their children's gender identity should have their children taken from their custody and put in the custody of the state. The all-loving, all-knowing, all-feeling, just, oh, it's so good. Democrat state. Hey, when are you going to wake up, Democrats? When are you going to wake up? Is abortion such a big deal to you that you're willing to spend through the nose for all this other mumbo-jumbo? And how do you guys feel paying for all these new people who you don't know, who you know nothing about? coming to your schools, coming to your communities. And now they're trying to get them to vote. Vote right away. Like in Pennsylvania, where our governor decided to executive order. When you go get your driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote. I don't need the, I don't need the Pennsylvania state lawmakers to rule on that when I can rule on it myself. Wake up. Pay attention. Democrats. Remember when Kristen Welker sat down with President Trump and she tried desperately to get him to say the word retribution? We know why. And I'm going to tell you why with proof next. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Don't go anywhere. 